one thing I'd really suggest, you know, to runners is take your family along with you because the race atmosphere is like a festival, right? So anywhere you go, it's uh, it's not just the race, but it's the entire, uh, I would say, you know, the feel of it, you know, it's it's like a party. So, you know, make sure that they are there with you, celebrating with you and, you know, supporting you. Get ready for another exciting episode of Raceable Fitcast powered by Easier. Health now, education now, pay later. I'm your host Kunjal and today we are joined by the remarkable Lisa Maria. In this episode, we'll dive into the effective race training strategies and discover how to maintain a balance when participating in multiple races throughout the year. Getting more deeper into the first races, what are some of the effective strategies for training for multiple races throughout the year. So for example, if you are planning for a race, number of couple of 5-10 kilometers of races for the first year which you have set your goal. In that case, how one can balance the training schedules and how can one effectively strategize for trainings of multiple races? So again, you know, I think signing up for a race is a very personal choice. So you can be you know, happy with doing one race a year. A lot of people do that. They just do one marathon in a year or they do two good marathons in a year. Because, you know, again, it's very important to balance your, you know, life with running because running and training takes away a lot of your time, you know, because you have to sleep on time, you have to eat on time. And when you have social responsibilities, that's something that you have to keep in mind. But having said that, what you can do is always incorporate, you know, your races or your smaller runs into your bigger plan so for example if i do two marathons in a year i will incorporate the half marathons as my time trial or you know i'll see where i stand in terms of my timing so you know i would say just make sure that you're doing the right races you're not just signing up for any race because you want to get a medal but choose your races and of course i think the most important thing is enjoy it so as long as you enjoy it it's all good Okay, so coming to the first marathon in which you participated, how was the training and preparation for subsequent marathons before from your first marathon? I think there was a drastic difference because I was mentally much more stronger. I didn't know what to expect in the first marathon. So, you know, I paced myself better. I knew what to expect, although, you know, no two marathons are the same. You're never going to expect something, you know, that the course is going to be the same or the weather is going to be the same. Everything is going to be different, but definitely mentally stronger. And uh, I think one important thing was, you know, the strength training and how, you know, underrated it is. It's equally important to, you know, balance your strength training with the mileage of your training. So I think, you know, that's something that we learn over time. And uh, yeah, that's how it was different from my first marathon. Okay. So coming to the training portion a little more, we always face a burnout. Whether, you know, more in terms of calories or more in terms of what it takes as the course was not as expected or the weather was not as expected. In that case, how one can balance the training schedule and at the same time prevent the burnouts while training for these days or, you know, even while participating for the race. Right. So I think the one thing, uh, Kunjal, is, you know, one should plan your races in advance. So, you know, most of the races you already know at the beginning of the year when they're happening. 
so you know make sure that you know which ones you are registering for make sure you register in advance if it's out of station make sure you're already making your plans in advance because you don't want to leave anything for last minute so that takes away you know your logistical bit where you have to get into your you know travel plan and all of that so you can just focus on your training and of course what i do is i always keep a few lean weeks during my training because you know what if you get sick or what if you have an emergency or what if you cannot train uh, for a few days so always keep a few you know weeks buffer i would say 2 to 3 weeks in the middle uh during the training so that you have that you know contingency and you can fall back on your training schedule so i think you know you always have a plan b always to prevent any sort of burnout okay that's a great insight we've never came across that buffer zone because it's always in the mind that you should keep on planning training and that should go hand in hand so yes the buffer thing is also will on that spot and the goals might be further pushed to the other marathons okay so talking in terms of different climatic conditions according to you lisa what are some of the tips for acclimating to new environments and adjusting your training schedule if you're planning to travel some marathon which is not either based in india or based out of your hometown or based out of your home city how should one take up that yeah so when you're doing a race in another city or a country i think it's important to plan to reach a few days in advance because you want to understand your surroundings so get used to the weather get used to the place uh, you know try to orient yourself to the surroundings and you know just get the feel of the city just you know the culture and all of that but that's of course you know you'll already read about it in advance because you know that's how you're going to be training whether it's winter or summer you know you it might be differing from the climatic conditions that you're already training at and of course when you're going to like a higher altitude city i've honestly not done you know a race in ladakh or any other high altitude city but then for that also you have to you know run there for a bit you have to get acclimatized to the altitude so you know you have to take it easy and uh, reach you know a week or 10 days in advance to just make sure that you're healthy and you're feeling fine uh, because you know at the end of it if you're not trained in those conditions it it gets, sort of gets difficult to run on the race day because you're running faster than you usually are so i think of course you know read about it and i think youtube has some amazing videos where you can even understand the route so you know you know where i mean there are uphill downhill and what you can expect in the whole course so that's something that we have easy access to so i think do your homework before going to any of the races outside your city right i suppose also the marathon organizers are now very versed with the elevations and the other tools which are available and that uh, forwarded to the participants way prior than they went to prepare themselves accordingly absolutely i think again the races that are being organized you know in india itself i mean we have some amazing you know races it's just flawless you get to know all of the information well in advance and you can plan it you know much before so you don't have that on your mind just before the race so you can already uh, orient yourself with all of that Okay so Lisa how do you make the most of the travel experience when you're traveling for say a particular days and how do you enjoy the race course along with the local culture I think that's a great question so I've been <laughs> I've been traveling with my husband now so you know I make sure that he's there and I'm enjoying uh you know having my family time and also uh enjoying the race atmosphere 
I think the one thing I'd really suggest, you know, to runners is take your family along with you because the race atmosphere is like a festival, right? So anywhere you go, it's not just the race, but it's the entire, uh, I would say, you know, the feel of it, you know, it's like a party. So, you know, make sure that they are there with you, celebrating with you and, you know, supporting you. So I think that's something that one should definitely do. And of course, I think, you know, just make sure that you're enjoying the local, uh, I love, you know, exploring food and you know, just the local areas. I do a little run before, you know, the actual race. So I get to see a little bit of the city. So yeah, I mean, those are the few things I would definitely go out and do and would encourage others as well. Also, having our family besides us on the race day would be a little bit of more motivation and encouragement to complete the race. Yeah, I mean, that's something that, you know, I remember. So when I had done Berlin Marathon, a lot of people asked me, you know, so how was the route and where was it uphill and where was it downhill? And I told them, I honestly don't have any recollection of the route because I was just enjoying and I was so mesmerized with the surroundings. So there was, there were bands playing and, you know, there were people cheering you. They had posters. And of course, you know, at the 34th kilometer, I saw my husband giving me a high five. So that gave me extra energy. You know, people shouting out your name because it's written on your bib and it's just, you never know how you get that energy from. So I think you have to enjoy the you know, quality, not get into, you know, the specifics of, you know, what pace are you running at or, you know, how many kilometers are left. I think just enjoy it as it comes. Getting a high five from your husband would be a race booster in that case. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So coming to your personal experience, Lisa, how do you keep yourself calm or, you know, you just stay focused on the race day and how do you maintain your own so, to be able to stay calm and focused on the race day, I make sure that I do all my prep work, you know, two days prior. So, whatever, you know, race gear I have to, you know, prepare for the race day or whatever bib, you know, or race gear that you have to collect from the expo, all of it is done well in advance so that I am not, you know, pressured on that day to do anything. So, everything is ready and, uh, you know, just waiting to be worn on the race day. I make sure that I'm prepping myself one day in advance. I watch funny videos and movies and, you know, just keep it light. Don't think about anything and remind myself that, you know, I've done the hard work. I think about the days when I have, you know, sacrificed all those late night parties or not had those glasses of wine or, you know, not eaten that chole bature. I just, you know, think of all those sacrifices which I've made and I'm like, okay, you know, the hard work is done and this is... This is it. Like, you know, you can't change anything right now and just go with the flow and just, you know, try to be in a good space. Right. As we wrap up, remember that success in racing is not just about putting in the minds. It's about putting in the right kind of mind. In our next episode, we are going to dive deep into the critical aspects of nutrition, strength training and maintaining your mental health during your race training and on the big race day. It's going to be a comprehensive guide to becoming the best version of yourself. Make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you do not miss out on the exciting episodes of Race Above Fitcast powered by Easier, Health Now, Education Now, Pay Later. Till then, stay curious, stay dedicated and let Race Above guide you to success.